0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Chiefly Football.
1: All right, guys, welcome back. This is Kim In doing the second Raiders Chiefs review. We are as desperate for listeners as our listeners are for content, so that's why we decided to roll out a second recap this week.
0: You're welcome. <laughs> I, know we, I know you missed our voices and we're back to please the fans and the listeners out there. Thank you to all 20 of you.
1: I thought Dave was very brave to uh, take on that podcast solo. Feel a little bit bad for him, <laughs> but. Shout out
0: to Dave. You're the real one. <laughs> you're the Eddie Van Halen to our Van Halen.
1: <laughs> May he rest in peace. <laughs> All right, so we're just going to go ahead and go through and, and just go through our takeaways. Hopefully it's a little bit different than, than Dave's and you're not hearing the second thing. So we're just going to go offense, defense, special teams, and then just things that stood out. So, so Dave, want to go ahead and get started with the game game's MVP?
0: Marcus was correct when he called the MVP as our faithful, uh, faithful broadcaster over on that side. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, obviously it's pretty easy prediction to call him as the MVP every time um, because the offense runs through him. And um, you always, you know, he, he tends to have to fight back uh, to win games sometimes. So, um, but I think really what stood out to me um, is I think, especially it's been brought up on, on our podcast a couple of times is we've, uh, had a couple of questions about his ability to run a two-minute offense, uh, especially nearing the half. Um, and this game, I think he showed us that he still has, you know, he's still a clutch superstar, and he has that the ability to run a two-minute offense. Um, and he he threw for 350 yards this game, two touchdowns, an unfortunate interception that wasn't his fault. Uh, maybe we'll get into that a little bit later. But, I mean, in the last, he uh, to win the game, the game-winning drive <clears> – <throat> He marched 75 yards in a minute and 15 seconds to to throw a touchdown to to Travis Kelsey. So I think that really um, reminds us how great uh, Patrick Mahomes is. Obviously, when you have someone who's as great as he is, it's easy to try to uh, pick apart his game and think about uh, and think of the things that you wish he could do better. But I mean, he he is just a clutch player, and he has that 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 will to win, and it, it carries the rest of the team just like Michael Jordan did with the Bulls.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good. Um comparison, I think we've heard Marcus talk about a lot, and I think some people outside of Kansas City will will think that it's hyperbole, but but it, he really does have that killer instinct. and I think Mahomes is one of those few guys, and it it takes a special kind of person to want to win the game, to want the ball in your hands at the end of the game, um, and to have the confidence that you can that you can win the game for your team. I think a lot of people kind of shy away from that. Uh, because they don't like, obviously, they don't want the pressure. They don't want the blame if it goes wrong. And they're not necessarily confident in what they're doing. And so I think it's really awesome that Mahomes has that that competitiveness and that confidence. Um, and I think I, mean, I I think he had his MVP moment. And I think um, we'd probably all agree with that. And, and I think his biggest competitor for the MVP is, is Aaron Rodgers. And earlier, right um, in the afternoon slate of games, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers lost to the Colts in overtime, and Aaron Rodgers had a chance to win the game, and instead they settled for a field goal to take it to overtime. So um, I think this could be, this is the week that Mahomes really separated himself from, from Aaron Rodgers, and Rodgers failed to do what Mahomes was able to do. And um, I think <laughs> kind of going back to what we talked about with, or what I just talked about with, uh, Mahomes having that killer instinct. I'm sure he was like in his mind hoping that the defense gave up that touchdown just so he could go out and win the game. Like I wouldn't be surprised if he was cheering for the defense. Not that he wanted them to fail, but just he relished. I'm sure he re- he wanted that opportunity to go out and win a game because there's I'm sure there's no greater feeling than than winning a game for your team in the in the fourth quarter on a on a drive like that. That's stuff that you we always expected, and we're on the bad side of from. Brady and, and Manning for so many years. So it's great to have Mahomes on our team and put the fear of God in other teams. <laughs>
0: yeah, and I mean, if you're a defense facing Mahomes and he wants to have the ball that bad that he's like, you know, if my defense gives up a touchdown, I'm okay, because I want to go prove to everyone that I'm the best. Like, that's scary. You don't want the other quarterback to be excited to get the ball to, to, to play against you. It doesn't matter what defense it, it we're playing. I mean, you just always have the confidence and you see it in the team. They were very relaxed. No one was no one was panicking or, or, or freaking out when they're going to the line. They were very relaxed. And um, I think Patrick Mahomes' mentality has a lot to do with it. Obviously, they have veterans like Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Kill to help. But, I mean, it all really starts from the quarterback.
1: Yeah. Well, I think – and Travis Kelsey talked about it after the game as well about playing the full 60 minutes. Yeah, so Kelsey talked about playing that full 60 minutes against against every team, and especially – in a game, I think everybody kind of expected the Chiefs to come in here and just blow the doors off the raiders i mean we we talked about it in our preview podcast, and so I think if you're a team that kind of walks in and expects to do that, and so and I don't know if the Chiefs really thought that or if they understood how good the Raiders are but i i th- I think it's easy for for people to get down if they're not having the the same success that they expected to have going into the game um, but but Kelsey talked about that, and he talked about how this team doesn't panic and they understand that in heart in these hard fought games, you know, it, it could come down to the 59th minute to, to win a game. So I just, I just love that mindset that he had and, and that this team shows that regardless of the pressure that's on them or regardless of how the game's going, they always have that confidence that they can turn it around. And even if they're heavy favorites, they're, they they want to play that full game and they're not going to get, Lacks when when that opportunity's there.
0: Yeah, and and shout out to Kelsey. He had another great game. He's on a roll this year. He had eight receptions for 125 yards, 127 yards, and touchdown. He unfortunately did have a drop, but I mean it happens, you know, even to the greatest. Um, but he is on pace right now for 106 receptions, 1,1400 100, uh, yards, and 11 touchdowns. So I mean, he's he's having a fantastic year, and and if he just continues to to on this pace, then I have so much confidence in this offense going forward. I don't think there's anyone that's going to be able to slow us down.
1: Yeah. Well, Kelsey was so clutch. I mean, he's always he's always clutch, really. And we know that Mahomes likes to look for him when when they need a big play. Um, but that sideline catch that he made, getting both feet in bounds, like I saw I saw that, and with with how quick it happened, I was like, I don't I don't know if he got that foot down, but man, he's just he's always there to make the big plays. And obviously, he scored the game winning touchdown. And I just <laughs> I love Travis Kelsey, and I'm going to be so sad when he's gone because. Obviously, we, we know that Mahomes is going to be able to carry this team for his, the entirety of his career, but I don't think we'll be able to replace Travis Kelsey or even Tyree Kill, who are really at the top of their positions. I, mean, I, I think Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in football now. Tyree Kill has got to be in the top five, so and it's going to be really hard to replace those players. We, we might not need to, but I think we should just appreciate the fact that we have three elite playmakers playing together at the same time. And that might not happen again, even with Patrick Mahomes. So let's go ahead and transition to the defense, unless you have anything to add there.
0: Well, I was just going to bring up that uh, our running game has not, not really been a weakness in the past, but it's been something that teams haven't really had to worry about. With this, with this game, we had 108 rushing yards and two touchdowns. We, we, we outrushed them, and that's really all we, we needed to do. We, we had more time. We had a higher time of possession. Uh, Than the Raiders did, which which in the past didn't happen very often because we would either score so quickly and the defense would uh, would be on the field a lot, or things things like that. And so it, it's nice to see that our running game can can really inflict some damage on, on defenses, and to the point where d- defenses are going to have to do some game planning against our running backs.
1: Yeah, well, that's something that you and I really talked about going into the game, and that's what we wanted to watch was was Clyde Edwards. Clyde Edwards E. Lair, and the and the rushing attack to see if the Raiders played the same style of defense or came in with the same game plan that they did in week in the first matchup. If the Chiefs would be able to run the ball effectively against essentially that prevent defense, so um, it was good to see that they were committed to running the ball a lot more. Le'Veon Bell had his first touchdown, which was really good to see. I've been wanting him to get more carries, and so it was nice to see that he had some real quality carries and some good catches would still like to see him out there more. I'd be kind of curious if uh when we get to that level where we have uh media passes and we're able to ask Andy questions, <laughs> this would be something I would ask him is, is what Daryl Daryl Williams is doing to get him on, get himself on the field, especially on like the two minute drills and a lot of those passing situations where Daryl Williams is out there. And I feel like he's probably the third best option to have out there behind Ceh and Le'Veon Bell. So I don't know, maybe they're, Saving Bell for later, or he, he needs to get more confident in pass protection in the, in the blocking scheme, or or just with the plays. But I would definitely like to see Le'Veon Bell out there because he definitely brings a nice second punch to to C.E.H. So let's go ahead and move to the defense. I'll let you go ahead and start with defense.
0: Uh, I was obviously, uh, I'm sure most of the fans were uh, quite underwhelmed with the defensive performance that we had uh, this past Sunday. But I think one standout was Charverius uh, Ward, and I know. He obviously had a great season last year, and um, he kind of, you know, became a, a household name for the Chiefs' defense last year. Um, but towards the be and in the beginning of this season, especially on social media through fans, I, I saw a lot of uh, hate coming at him because of the the big yards that he was giving up. Um, and obviously, when you're on defense, you only see you really only see either the great plays you make or the terrible plays <laughs> that you don't make. Um, and so, as a defensive back, it's got to be hard. But I mean, he. He only allowed one one yard. Uh, he had a pass breakup on three targets and he, he played 31 coverage snaps, uh, snaps and, and he, he is the highest rated defensive back in the NFL with tackling. And so he definitely is a centerpiece in that defense. I know um, he definitely he has some work to do uh, with with some coverage, but I, I think he's I think he's doing very well right now during throughout the stretch. And I'm excited to see what he's able to do the further that he progresses in the league. Also, shout out to. Uh, Dirty Dan for his game sealing pick. I predicted that there was going to be two interceptions, so kind of disappointed that he couldn't pull out a second one. <laughs> but uh, I'm happy with I'm happy with that. So shout out to you, Dirty Dan.
1: Yeah. Well, Dirty Dan had one, in, in Mahomes threw one too. So yeah, that defense that was a, a rough defensive performance. I mean, both teams really did not play defense at all. Really, the only time that the defenses quote unquote made a stop was when the the offense the, r- the respective offense did something wrong. I don't think there was any influence from the defense to end any of the drives. Like for example, the the Raiders punted twice in this whole game. I mean, they scored besides the interception in, at the end of the game, they scored every drive besides those two punts. Those two punts only happened because the Raiders dropped passes that easily would have been first downs. So it's not like the chiefs were playing good defense on those two drives and just forced, forced those punts. They were basically given those. And then same thing with the Raiders defense. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, obviously, threw the interception. I'm sure they would have scored. And then they had some penalties that we'll probably get into that self-inflicted as well. And then even the Raiders' field goal that they kicked, they only probably only kicked that field goal because they had a false start penalty. And I'm sure they would have gone for two on that fourth and short. Definitely not a good defensive day. It's good to know that the Chiefs, going into every game, are going to have the better offense. So obviously the defense gets back to being at least middle of the pack moving forward and that the offense isn't going to have to carry this team like it did in, 2018 when our defense was just atrocious and we were always getting in shootouts so
0: yeah and, and I, I just like to bring this up we really get we really had no pressure on Derek Carr this game um, and it was kind of frustrating when when you're when you're splitting when you're paying 35 and a half million dollars between Frank Clark and Chris Jones I mean they've, they've they've got to do something I understand that Chris Jones uh, he was getting double teamed most of the game um, and so other other players have to step up when uh, he's taking on two. But I mean, if if you're getting that kind of that kind of payout, you you've got to make some plays happen. And so I, I'm really hoping that moving forward. And I feel like during the beginning of the year, these guys were, were doing great with getting pressure. But these last few games, nothing's really been been getting to those quarterbacks. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna beat this drum again, just because obviously over in Arrowhead, they're not hearing the drum. Get Neiman out of there. Just get him out of there. I don't know. I don't know why he's in there. I'm going to read you off just a couple of stats of his uh, this year, and then I'm going to compare him to the future superstar, Willie Gay Jr. So Neiman, Ben Neiman, has blitzed 50 times this year and has only gotten four pressures. I don't know if he's helping the offensive line block or what, or if he's afraid to blitz, but he, he has not been doing anything with the opportunities he's had. And he has a missed tackle percentage of 13.3%, which is not good. I'll let you know that's not good. And Willie Gay has just been playing so much better. Obviously, he still has things to learn, like recognizing plays and, and things like that, which which come with time. But he's blitzed nine times, and he's gotten a sack from that. He's in the bottom third in missed tackle percentage uh, on, on our team. So, I mean, obviously, you don't want to have any missed tackles. He's one of the better short tacklers on our team. And I, There was actually a play where I think Waller, caught the ball and he was running near the sidelines. And I think he broke a tackle and, and Willie Gay was there. just And I kind of looked like Willie Gay just easily bent him in half. And so you know he has the potential just to be a, a solid, solid tackler. And so I'm, I'm hoping that he's able to get out there more and show what he's got. But he's also only allowed three catches for 14 yards. I don't know how many times he's actually – he's been targeted. Um, but, I mean, he's, he's, he's played a, quite a few snaps. And um, I, I'm hoping that Andy, Steve – Get Ben out of there and put Willie in. Just just do it for the fans. Trust me on this one. Andy, I will buy you a burger.
1: McDonald's burger or?
0: From wherever you want. Just put Willie
1: in there, please. A what, what a burger. A
0: what a burger. I'll drive down to Texas for you.
1: Yeah. And that's another bone I had to pick. To know Passanio, he was in coverage way too much. I think I at least saw him twice. And one of them, he gave up a touchdown <laughs> to Jason Wynn that could have won the game for the Raiders. So. I mean, I know you like that physical matchup of a 6-7 seven, seven defensive lineman covering Waller or Witten, but I don't think it's going to work. I don't think it's working. So <laughs> how about you try Willie Gay? I think he might be able to do it. That's just Steve, Andy, and all you guys are listening. Let's make it happen. Um, so next we're going
0: we're gonna to move on to just special teams and just other things that we've, we've picked up in general. Ken um, will handle special teams. But, so one thing I want to bring up is just how badly the penalties killed us. Um, we gave up three first downs from penalties, which is uh, it's just crazy. We, so we had 10 penalties all game, and that made up for 89 yards. So, so something needs to happen. Um, I understand a lot of it was on, a lot of it was on special teams, and so I'm, I'm sure Kenlock will go into that. But we need to clean ourselves up with this. I mean, penalties penalties do make a difference. Luckily, we have the best offense in the league, so offensively it might not kill us, but our defense uh, with the pass interference and Illegal hands to face. I know it happens as a lineman, um, but we we really just need to need to clean that stuff up.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll, I'll read you my notes from uh, special teams. This is what I have written down: Butker good, Robinson bad. Penalties killed us. <laughs> Very well put there, sir. Yes. So, uh, yeah, that was my shorthand. But obviously, I mean, the penalties were really the biggest part that I think hurt hurt us on special teams, and obviously they put our offense in a tough position. I mean, we were always starting drives in our own 15, like inside of our own 15. And I think we saw the stat that the Chiefs tied their franchise record for most first first downs in a game. And I think a lot of that can be attributed to the fact that we were always in really bad field position. So they always had to go like 90 yards to score touchdowns. But
0: I'm sure fantasy owners are really happy about raking in the extra yards, but real fans are not so happy about that.
1: Well, I mean, fantasy owners are probably happy. I mean, they, they spread the ball around pretty well. I mean, CAH had a touchdown, Bell had a touchdown, Kelsey had... A touchdown. Touchdown. Mahomes obviously did great. Yeah, but Robinson, I don't know what, what the heck he was doing back there returning punts. I mean, he scared me to death half of those times trying to make, make a little too much happen. And he doesn't have that Tyreek Hill speed or even Hardman speed. So, would have liked to see Byron Pringle out there if, if Hardman was going to play. But got some tough news there that he hurt his ankle and he got put on IR. So, hopefully he's, he gets better and is, is able to get back on the team soon. Have you heard any other roster updates as far as replacing them, or Pringle, or, or even Schwartz? Just got put on on IR right before. So,
0: yeah. So I know that we just signed. Uh, uh, I think his name is Steve Wisniewski. Um, he's he, he played for us when we had our little playoff run last year, um, and so a little playoff run, <laughs> yeah, a little Super Bowl run last year. Sorry, give the respect he deserves. Um, so I think it'll be a good signing. We just signed him to our practice squad, which will give our our offense some depth, and obviously he's already familiar with with the playbook, so I'm excited for that. Um, you actually brought up earlier, Kinlock. Um, We hadn't seen McCall Hardman all day. Obviously, all week he was on the, the COVID watch list, and he hadn't been practicing, and then all of a sudden at the end of the game, he had a catch over the middle, and we we're like, oh, what the heck? Has, has, has Hardman like been filling in every once in a while throughout the game, but yeah, just as you said, uh, Pringle got, got hurt towards the end of the game with an ankle injury, and so even though Hardman hadn't been practicing all week, they threw him in and not, it was nice to see him make a play just just being thrown in there, which which was good, but I, I, I think we're going to miss Pringle being out there for, for punt returns and you know just having someone in there that you know is going to catch the ball and won't be afraid to to take a hit.
1: Yeah, well, he had some good catches. I, I probably would have liked to see Hardman out there, but I guess I understand why they didn't want to play him if he hadn't practiced all week. Definitely had a big catch on that game-winning drive, so it's great to see the depth that we have with our weapons.
0: One thing I just want to say is um, I know maybe some Chiefs fans right now are like, you know, the Raiders aren't that good. You know, we should be beating them. There's no way that these games should be that close. But me personally, I'm excited to have some real competition in this division. Obviously, it's it's nice being dominant, not having to worry about anyone in your v- division. It's, I mean, not all of us can be in the NFC East.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: Honestly, it's exciting as a fan to know that each time we're going to play the Raiders, it's going to be a pretty hard fought battle. To me, honestly, the Raiders have solidified themselves as a real you know, competitor this year. And I'm excited to see the intensity because I, I think we can all agree that there was an, an added level of intensity. This game, there was some late hit calls. There's unsportsmanlike conduct. There's just some intensity that, that was, that was brought into the game that, you know, we haven't really seen in a while from, from the chiefs. And so I'm excited to see as, as time goes on, this, this rivalry kind of rekindled and, the competitiveness you know kind of shot back into the division
1: yeah well, and Travis Kelsey in the post game interview he said that this is the best Raiders team that that he's played against since he's been in the league so um so the Raiders have been bad for a real long time so yeah it's good to good to have some more competition in the league and and Dave talked about it in his podcast he really um he really focused on the fact that the Chiefs just Tore the hearts out of the Raiders and their fans, and how he, excited and happy he was that that the game went down the way it did. If we if we had blown out the Raiders, then it wouldn't have hurt as badly as this this game where the Raiders thought in the last minute that they had won the game, and then Patrick Mahomes takes them down and, you know in a, in the last minute. So, in the um,
0: words of Cardi B, "Okay, came back and came back and ripped their heart out. It's fantastic." As we wrap this thing up, I just want to bring up a, a tweet that I saw. I, I can't remember who who tweeted it, so I'm sorry. They, they compared the 2020 Raiders to the, 2020, to the 2017 Chiefs. You know, the things that we have in common, good veteran quarterbacks, right? They have Derek Carr. He's a good good veteran quarterback. We had Alex Smith. We both have, you know, great young running backs. They have Josh Jacobs. We had Kareem Hunt. Unfortunately, unfortunately we don't have him anymore, but that's a different story. Um, and a great young tight end. They had Darren Waller, who's definitely on the rise. We had Travis Kelsey, but the main difference between our team back then and the Raiders now, which I think will still, you know, dictate the result of 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 this division for years to come, is that the Raiders don't have a future superstar quarterback on their bench, which we had in Patrick Mahomes. And so, although the Raiders have a lot of potential and they have the they have keys and stars there that they can build on, it all falls down to the quarterback. The Raiders obviously aren't going to have a good enough pick this year to to draft a a superstar quarterback but I mean it it really as Marcus always says the team with the best quarterback is going to win and we might not win every single game but you know nine times out of ten the team with the best quarterback is going to win. That gives (laughs) these players a lot of confidence for the next 10 or 15 years however long Patty decides to grace us with his presence here in KC.
1: All right. I think we'll wrap up our uh, second edition of our Chiefs Raiders recap. It was such a great game. It was a good idea to recap that twice. I agree. Okay. So keep an eye out for our preview podcast of the Bucks and Chiefs this coming Sunday. Uh, Check out our Facebook page, YouTube page. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe. And if any of you guys are, are interested in getting on the show or having questions answered on the show, just reach out, let us know. Facebook messages are open. Slide into our DMs. <laughs> they lonely and empty. All right, we'll talk to you guys later. Have a great week. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you for listening to another Chiefly Football. Please like us, subscribe, and
0: comment. We love to hear from Chiefs Kingdom and football fans everywhere. Until
1: next time. Hey, how about those Chief-